So I'm talking to uh, Steve, a man on the street here, about what he likes about built Bars. Unfortunately, he has a very bad tongue disorder. And uh, mm-hmm. so he... You have a canker sore, don't you? I have the worst. Like, I canker sores are the worst I thing that's my, ever happened to oh, humanity. My hurts. It's worse what? than oh, any other national hurts. tragedy that's my ever been. My tongue hurts. You know what your tongue feels better? You know what your tongue will stand up and celebrate? Built bars. Mm. Built bar. Mmm. I don't have will. to use my tongue. I got a canker sore on my tongue. It hurts. Anyway, they nine delicious flavors, and your tongue will celebrate. Built bars. Uh, they're healthy for you. They're. I hate to say it. They're a protein bar. Uh, and they're healthy, and they have 130 calories and four grams of sugar is only four grams of net carbs. I mean, you can't beat this. It's really good and good for you. Go to built.com. Your tongue will celebrate, or as Stu likes to say, <laughs> it's builtbar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. BEC15 is the promo code to save 15% builtbar. Built.com. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We have Governor Greg Abbott on the phone, the guy who said he's going to arrest the Texas Democrats who have walked out of session. Oh, I wonder what we could talk to him about today. He's on in 60 seconds. It's Friday. The Glenn Beck program. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Vid Angel. Uh, have you have you wondered lately why hollywood can't seem to tell just a a good story without throwing in violence swearing or you know a pretty uncomfortable level of people just fooling around with anything or anybody doesn't matter everyone is raving about things like tomorrow's war wouldn't it be great to be able to sit down and watch something like that with your family but skip past anything that is vulgar okay uh, I have teenagers. I watched Tomorrow's War with them. Uh, m- my wife wasn't there. If my wife was there, she would have been. Why aren't you watching this on VidAngel? Why, why, why are we hearing that word? Okay, now you can. It has been so hard to find things that the whole family can agree on. And, and it's usually because the good stuff has all this crap in it that you don't necessarily want to see. I don't, I'm not for censoring. I don't want anyone else censoring anything. I want to decide. And I've it's like a fat pill. I've been like, can somebody please make a show or give me the ability to just be able to skip all of those parts so I can watch the show with my family? Yeah, it's here. VidAngelBeck.com. Use the promo code Beck1. You'll try VidAngel for a month for only a buck. That's how much they believe in it. Look, try it for a month for a dollar. They know you're going to sign up because it's so great. 2,500 movies, 11,000 TV episodes, which with new ones coming out every single week. It's only a buck. VidAngel, it makes your shows your shows, and it makes it better. VidAngelBeck.com.
Governor Greg Abbott, uh, Greg Abbott from the uh, great state of uh, Texas. Welcome, Governor. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you doing, Glenn? Um, I'm good. I'm good. So, what a week. What a week you've had. Um, the, uh, the Democrats walk out, and let's set the record straight. What exactly, we know what they're saying is in the bill. What is actually in the bill that they walked away from? Uh, great point, because what is in the bill is completely different than what they are saying, what Kamala Harris is saying, what President Biden is saying. Uh, what's in the bill actually increases the number of hours that people have to vote in the state of Texas. In the state of Texas, we have at least 12 days of early voting, and we are adding hours to those days. And on top of that, uh, we are giving people time off from work to be able to go vote. Bottom line, we're making it easier to vote in the state of Texas. By the way, in comparison, Delaware, the state that President Biden votes in, has exactly zero hours of early voting. If anyone wants to go after a state that's engaging in voter suppression because of lack of time to vote early, it should be people going after Delaware, not the state of Texas. That said, Glenn, there is one thing that we are doing in the state of Texas, and that is we are making sure that we uh, tighten the reins on mail-in ballots that can lead to voter fraud. And it's not me saying that. It is a federal judge appointed by Barack Obama in Corpus Christi, Texas, who, who wrote in a legal opinion uh, that voter fraud occurs, quote, in abundance uh, as it concerns mail-in ballots. We know Texans know there is fraud in mail-in ballots in the state of Texas. It must be fixed, and that's one thing that we are trying to do. But uh, that said, all of these claims, and oh, we're denying people the right to vote, yada, 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 are completely false. I, I have to tell you, Governor, I, I, I don't know what to do with the lies anymore. You know, there, it, it used to be you got to watch their language carefully. They're just out and out lies now that are being uh, being said and most americans agree with even democrats voter id um most people agree with hey let's just make sure that all of the real ballots count and we make sure no fake ballots or distorted ballots are counted every american should agree with that and that's exactly what texas is achieving but let's go back to the first point that you made, uh, and that is the lies. When, when Democrats do not have truth on their side, they resort to one single word, and that is racism. They say that Texas is being racist by doing this. And you talked about voter ID. So Texas implemented voter ID uh, almost a decade ago. And when we went through that fight, uh, what word did they use? Racism. racism. That Texas is engaging in racism. This is going to hurt people of color, yada, yada, yada. Guess what? After Texas imposed voter ID requirements in the state of Texas, there have been more people vote, uh, more people of color who went to vote. Uh, voting didn't get harder. It got easier and more abundant in the state of Texas. And so once again, uh, Democrats have absolutely no legal standing other than to say, oh, racism, racism, racism. And what they have done, because they use the term so much, it means that there really is no substance to the term anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because real racism does exist and we should do everything we can to fight real racism. But if somebody is always crying rape, you don't you stop hearing. It's like car alarms. When car alarms first started, I mean, everybody car alarm would go off. And everybody would look now. Car alarms look there could be a guy standing there with a hammer and nobody looks at it. They're like, oh, whatever. It's somebody's car alarm. 
Um, the um, the 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 thing you said this week was that you were going to go in and you will arrest them when they come in, uh, when they come back to Texas. A, is that a is that a is that a real promise? Will you really arrest them when they come back into the state? Yeah, let me explain how this works. And so whenever there is a break of quorum, which is what has happened now, meaning that there is not a sufficient number of people who are showing up to the Texas House of Representatives for the Texas House to engage in business, uh, whenever there is a quorum break like that, uh, the House issues what's called a uh, call on the House. And when that happens, uh, the sergeant at arms is authorized to work with the Texas Department of Public Safety to, you can call it arrest, apprehend, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, any of the members who are not in the Texas House of Representatives and bring them to the Texas House where they will be uh, cabined in the Texas House with no ability to leave the the Texas House chamber uh, without a permission slip uh, from the Speaker. And uh, this is exactly what will happen. The only limitation to it is, one, uh, the, the fact that Texas law enforcement officers do not have jurisdiction authority beyond our state boundaries. And that's exactly why they're not up there in Washington, D.C., uh, putting these uh, Texas Democrats who are on the run uh, under arrest and bringing them back to Texas. However, once they do return to Texas, uh, if they fail to show up to do the duty that they ran for, and that is to go to the Capitol and cast votes, uh, if they don't show up to the Capitol, uh, they, uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety will be sent out to bring them back in. Okay, so it's not, it's not an arrest as people think of an arrest. It is they will pick you up and take you to the Capitol, and you can't leave the Capitol until your job is done. Right. It's not, it's not an arrest for a crime. Got it. Uh, it's, a, it's an arrest to bring them back to the Capitol to force them to do their job. Now, think about that. Are, are you being forced to do your job? Are your listeners being forced to do their job? What would happen to your listeners if they decided, well, you know, I don't like the way things are going here, and I'm not winning at my, my job here. I'm, I'm going to walk off the job uh, and still expect to get paid. That's exactly what these Democrats are doing. Uh, and uh, j- just like your listeners, if they walked off the job, they would be fired. Uh, they would lose their paycheck. And that, mark my words, that's exactly what's going to happen to these Democrats who have fled the state of Texas because Texans do not approve of uh, people, especially the people they voted in office, walking off the job and not doing their job. Have you seen any polls on this at all? I mean, I can't believe I mean, I would be really angry if if the Republicans walked out of Congress right now. I mean, they're not getting anything done. They can't pass anything. But if they if they walked off the job, I'd be really pissed at them. It is it is the have you seen any polling? How is this going to work out for these guys? So we have seen polling. There's an organization in Texas called the Texas Public Policy Foundation. And they did a poll on this within the last week, uh, showing uh, that those uh, members who walk off the job, uh, there is a great disapproval rating among all demographic groups. So I have it in front of me right now. Uh, it's texaspolicy.com. Uh, and the, the title of it is uh, Texans Oppose Walkouts to Avoid Votes. And that's why I know for a fact uh, that these members, when they return and ask their constituents for support again, uh, it's going to look very, very bad for them. 
we saw this once before. There's history for this in the state of Texas because uh, when we were going through redistricting uh, a decade or so ago, uh, the Democrats fled the state once again. They first went to Ardmore, Oklahoma, then they went to Albuquerque, New Mexico uh, to evade uh, being arrested in the state of Texas, uh, and things turned out bad for them at the ballot box. And this time it's even worse because there are so many issues that we have on this special session call. In addition to election integrity, we have property tax reform. We can reduce your property taxes in Texas if uh, the Democrats in the Texas House showed up. There's bail reform. Uh, Senator Joan Huffman said that uh, since the Democrats uh, left uh, and, and broke quorum initially uh, in late May, there had been five people in the state of Texas murdered by people who were out on bail. We've got to fix a broken bail system in the state of Texas. So there's going to be blood on the hands of the Democrats who failed to show up and do their job. Governor Texas, uh, Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, thank you so much, sir. We'll talk to you again. Keep up the good Sounds work. Great. Take care, Glenn. You bet. Um, RecTech is a uh, is something that I've been using for a couple of years now, and I just I love it. I love it. I love it as much today as the day I bought it two years ago. RecTech is amazing, and it makes delicious meals for my family. Something that everybody can love. It can bake, it can smoke, and it also can grill. My wife, when she found out that it could grill without smoking, she was like, this is fantastic. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it can bake as well. Smoking, grilling, baking, you can start making the process of making a great, great grilled uh, dinner um, easy. It has smart grill technology. Follow up on uh, RecTech. Check them out on social media. And the reason why I say social media is because I want you to, it's like a community. The people who own them love them. Uh, and check them out on, on their social media and, and follow them for a while. You really want to know? Look at the people who are talking about RecTech on social media and find out the, the recipes and the community that you kind of join. Um, it's RecTech, R-E-C-T-E-C-Q. I'm sorry, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. That's R-E-C-R-E-C-T-E-Q tech dot com. Ten seconds, station ID. You know, I was um, I was looking up uh, I was looking up a story the other day because I'm 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 I really would like to work. Um, I'm doing some homework because I, I, I really think honor needs to be restored. And so many things don't have meaning because we we have dishonored them. The Medal of Honor is our highest award for honor and integrity and for heroism and uh over a hundred years ago it was so dishonored by um by washington dc they gave medals of honor for everyone everyone uh who was a part of wounded knee and wounded knee was a slaughter something bad that we did and we should recognize that officially and retract those medals of honor i think um but as I was, I was looking, I, I found an interesting story about a guy who was the fastest Medal of Honor winner of all time. And it was so fast, they didn't even have a Medal of Honor anywhere ready. Let me tell you the story. It's, um, it's a guy, 
named uh, Henry Irwin, and he was a staff sergeant, and he was a radio operator on a B-29, and they were flying a bombing run over Japan, and they had these uh, phosphorus uh, canisters, and they would drop them, and they would ignite because they were the first ones going in, and they would drop them so the other bombers could see this is where the target is, okay? And if you know anything about phosphorus, that burns hotter than anything else. I mean, I think there's a, there's a movie where they're shooting phosphorus, like one of the Marvel movies or something, they're shooting phosphorus in people, and they just disintegrate from the inside. You burn forever. They burn forever. Um, anyway, so this guy... Um, a phosphorus canister went off in the plane and it was filling it with smoke. Nobody could see anything. The pilots were disoriented and they also, he also knew it's, it, it could blow up everything else in this plane. So he went down where the phosphorus was on the floor and he was trying to find it with his hands and he couldn't find it anywhere. Um, he said a quick prayer, Lord, help me find this or we're all dead. Please help me find this. Just as he's saying that prayer, his hand grabs onto the canister. Now it's 13,000, I'm sorry, 1,300 degrees, 1,300 degrees. He grabs it and he cradles it in his arms. And it's now burning him, his flesh, his arms, his hands, his nose is starting to melt. His hair is on fire and he goes, he gets up and he starts running towards the, um, uh, the flight deck because there's a window there he can open and throw it out and he's got to go f- through a door uh, that has a key and he can't see anything so he's fumbling around looking for the key this thing is still burning him he takes the uh, uh, keys he unlocks the door opens up the flight deck says to the pilots open your windows i have it i can throw it out they open a window he throws it out he's on fire all of his clothes have been burned off his skin is on fire. His hair is on fire. Um, they put him out. All of the smoke goes out. They were about three to 400 feet above the ocean. They were taking a nosedive and didn't know it. They barely pull this thing up. It's a B-29. They barely pull this thing back up. So now they can gain some altitude. They put him out. They turn around and they go back to the base when they land in the base, they actually have to take part of the airplane apart because he is so stiff from burns. He's been burned beyond recognition. He's so stiff that he can't move. They take him out. They get him to uh, a hospital, fly him immediately to Guam. The commander finds out about it and says, we have got to give this guy a medal of honor before he dies. Um, they called all over trying to get one. There was nothing in Guam, obviously. They found one in Hawaii, but it was in a glass case in a museum. They told the soldier, go get it. Well, he didn't have keys or anything else. He took a hammer and he smashed the glass case, grabbed the Medal of Honor, flew it to Guam right away. Within, I think, 12 hours, they were there, all the brass and everybody else, and they he's all bandaged. I mean, it's he, he's he's in very bad shape. And they present the Medal of Honor, not expecting him to live. He just died recently, like the last 10 years. He was over 80 years old. Uh, and, and I read that and I thought, that is honor and sacrifice. You know, we hear every day, oh, they're so brave. They're so brave. 
uh, they came out and said that uh, they're pansexual. How brave. How brave. It's not brave. Shut up. That's not brave. This is bravery. This is self-sacrifice for others. That's what we used to say was great. Now, somebody will look in and go, yeah, but did you know that uh, Henry worked for some oil company? So he was he was polluting the earth before he got what he deserved. He's a bad guy. I don't know if he worked at an oil company. I'm sure he didn't. But that's what we would do today. We would find something about him to tear him apart. Instead of saying, I don't know, this guy cheated on his wife. I don't know if this guy was a good guy, bad guy, was a car salesman, sold bad cars. I have no idea. But in that one moment, he was the human that I'm not sure I would have been. And he did it to save everybody on his plane. That's what honor is about. That's who we should strive to be. Those are the kinds of stories that we need to start looking for. Courage is contagious. I mean, think about there's this amazing picture of everybody he saved around his bed from uh, 1945. And he's just he's unrecognizable. I mean, he's just little eye holes and a mouth hole. He's bandaged everywhere else. And they're all standing around his his bed. How many of them were changed by that one guy? I mean, we know they were saved by that one guy, but how many of them were changed by that one guy? How many of them thought of him or because of his example went the extra nine yards, went the extra, put in the extra effort, thought, you know what? I'm here for a reason because of Henry or If Henry can do this, I can do this. It's my turn to step up. It is our turn to step up. Perhaps we should look for more Henry Irwins in our world and in our history. Back in a minute. You do. You do. This is the Glenn Beck. Stu asked a very important question. He's got a canker sore in his tongue, and he's here at work today. Who's, who's more heroic? Yeah. Where's my medal? Yeah. Wow. Hey, when you, you said it. You said it, Stu. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between having car shield and not having car shield? Well, the amount of miles you want to walk, I suppose. If you've got a car that is out of warranty, any repair that needs to be done can be really expensive. Heaven forbid you should uh, get a computer chip replaced. <laughs> I mean, is just turn your arm in, you know, front desk. Hey, just take this, will you? And if you need to take a bit of my leg, that's okay. Fortunately, when you have Car Shield, everything is different. For a recovered repair or for a covered repair, Car Shield has your back. That means when it's time to get your car into the mechanic shop, they're going to deal directly with the mechanic. So whether it's a dealership or somebody of your choosing, you're going to get the roadside assistance, a rental car to cover you until the car repair is done, and they're going to take care of all of it. It's 
It's CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash Beck right now and you'll save 10%. Carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Deductible may apply. Carshield.com slash Beck. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to bring on Mercedes Schlapp. Uh, she is uh, a, a Latina or Latinx, I think is what they are called now. Mercedes, a Latinx. So it's, yeah, see, Latinx. They love using that. And yeah. let me tell you something. The Latinos, we don't like when they change the Spanish language. We like to keep the L and the La in uh-huh. our Spanish language. Uh-huh. So um, it's not uh-huh. very popular, despite the right. fact that President Biden loves to use it. Yeah. So anyway, Mercedes Slap, she is a senior fellow, American Conservative Union Foundation. She was the host of America Uncanceled uh, at uh, CPAC and a former White House strategic communications advisor. Uh, I wanted to bring you on because you are also somebody that really understands Cuba because your father uh, was put into prison by Fidel Castro. That's right. And he served, uh, he was thrown into jail for six years. He had a 13 year prison sentence. Uh, And, you know, I got to tell you, Glenn, you know, he was one of these guys, self-made businessman in Cuba and when he saw the Castro regime come into power and start taking away their liberties, taking away their guns, I want to make that very clear, uh, he knew that this was a country going in the wrong direction. And he really had a choice. He either was either going to stay quiet and play along or fight back. And he chose to fight back and join a counter-revolutionary group. And, you know, sadly, they were uh, exposed by what I would say a mole in the group Mm. And uh, several of his friends actually were executed. And he has uh, very sad, sad stories about the lives that were lost. And some of these actual some of these individuals actually had a prison sentence of about 20 years. Uh, so he's he has seen it firsthand of the human rights abuses, of the torture, of what happens in the Cuban jails, as well as the fact that they the Castro regime and the communist regime have cracked down on the Cuban people. Uh, and, you know, now he lives here in the U.S. He's 85 years old and mm. he's very worried about the state of affairs here oh, in America. I bet he is. He's he's lived it. He's seen it. Um, let's talk specifically here about uh, Cuba, because we are seeing the beatings on the streets now. Uh, the, these guys all dressed in black. I assume they're paramilitary or military uh, or police force of Cuba. Um, they're coming out all in black, um, black uniforms, and they are beating people within an inch of their life uh, on the streets. You know, they have their version of Antifa, quite frankly. And what the Cuban president, Miguel Diaz-Canel, uh, basically said to the Cuban pre- people, uh, to the, he basically he said it to the Cuban communists, he says, to take it directly to the Cuban people and you need to stop this and you need to be courageous in stopping the Cuban people who are fighting for freedom. So he's sending out the thugs, the communist thugs out beyond just the Cuban military to create even more chaos on the street. And just my sources also say that the Venezuelan military, uh, they've reached the island. So they're definitely part of helping uh, the regime in 
implementing these horrific practices and, and tactics. And they're going into people's homes. I mean, our sources, as we're seeing, is that they're going into people's homes, shooting people uh, point blank. It's a lot of young people. This movement that's been in place for quite some time in Cuba, it's led by artists, uh, by, uh, by young people that are, are the ones driving uh, what we're seeing happen in, on the island. You know, it's so strange, Mercedes, is, is the people who always get us into these are also the ones who get us out. It's the it, look at what's happening now. It's the artists. It's the creatives. It's the you know, the students that buy into this communist bullcrap. And then they go through horrible, horrible nightmare years and then it's those same people or their children that lead back out. Well, you know, it's been 60 years, over 60 years of a dictatorship. And these are, you know, these individuals don't have economic opportunities unless you join the military or the intelligentsia or government, in essence, where they basically are pretending like nothing's happened. But you, then you have those individuals who are saying, look, I can't get a good meal. You know, my food is rationed. I, I can't even speak up because I'll be thrown into jail. And there, we have no liberties. And so for the, for the Cuban people, I mean, they have just had it. And really, this is about a cry for freedom. And it drives me crazy when you have these leftists who say, oh, it's about the trade embargo, like Black Lives Matter said, oh, we have to blame the U.S. government. Or they say this is about a food shortage or a vaccine shortage. No, people. It's about freedom. It's a very simple fact. Yes, do we know that they've had economic stress, that tourism has gone down, that there is a vaccine shortage and a food shortage? Absolutely. But the bigger fight here is libertad, patria y vida, freedom, homeland, and life. And many of these people have said, I'm willing to give up my life for freedom. So, Mercedes, how is this? I mean, we saw this in Tokyo and there was uh, not Tokyo, um, Hong Kong, Kong. and there was this great hope. And then COVID happened and America turned a blind eye because we were we were busy with our own stuff. Once we took the eye off the ball, China rolled in with tanks and these people just disappeared. We have word now that 100 people at least uh, have been disappeared um probably dead or in prison now and Mm -hmm. we have in a in a crazy turn of events we have a an administration that uh is spending like there's no tomorrow but they're pulling funding from the american broadcasts that go into cuba and are as we have everybody flooding our border we now have uh, the director of um, uh, Homeland Security coming out and saying, you, if you get on a raft, you will not make it to America. What are we doing? I know. And actually, if you know, if you know a thing or two about asylum, really, these individuals in Cuba that the ones. are going through political persecution, they're yes. the ones that actually qualify for asylum, unlike many of those who cross the border just simply for economic reasons. Uh, but look, th- we're facing a very difficult challenge. And I tell you, it's heartbreaking for me to watch because I do feel like the Cuban people are defenseless and it's going to take a miracle. I really do believe that. But I do think that uh, and what you know, we, I hope to see is that there's someone in the military or even like three or four of them that say we got to stop killing our own people. 
and that well, they isn't that why they're bringing isn't that why they're bringing venezuelans in Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is just this is why you have not only Venezuela, but the Russians and the Chinese basically ensuring that the U.S. does not get involved in any sort of way. And they're obviously part of propping up this regime in Cuba. It is about a national security issue for America as well, because the reality is, is that Russia and China are heavily invested in cuba and for them that's a strategic place to be 90 miles from the u.s absolutely they want to be involved so look for the cuban people it it is very difficult when you know that the castro regime back in the early 60s basically told them hand over your guns because we're going to need them to fight the foreign influence of the united states of america they confiscated their guns these people have no way to defend themselves. And so this is going to be about fear and oppression. And the Cuban regime is probably hoping that somehow the U.S. decides to lose focus. The reality is the difference this time around, which is, I think, a little different than Hong Kong, is that the Cuban-American vote in Florida is so critical and we're very loud. And they are standing up demanding the Biden administration to take action. And so that's why you've seen the Biden administration be trying to figure out what their next steps are. Quite frankly, I don't think it's going to be enough to change things in Cuba. Is there something that we as people can do to support them? Well, I think first it starts with prayer. I think that it really, again, like I said, it's going to take a miracle. And I know that there's a lot of these um, brave young men and women in Cuba who are putting their lives at risk to take over and try to Uh, uh, take over and overthrow the Cuban government, but it's going to take a lot more than that. I mean, we have to put the pressure on the Biden campaign. I think, for example, one of the things that Senator Marco Rubio and several other Cuban leaders are pushing for is Internet access and basically encouraging these private companies uh, to get involved in allowing for Internet access in Cuba. That's important because that keeps the different regions in Cuba, the different provinces in Cuba connected. Uh, you know, it, it, example, hang on just a second. You know, it's, it is very easy for them to do. They they orchestrated, <clears throat> excuse me, they orchestrated, as we know now, they helped orchestrate the Arab Spring, these social media right. companies. They had a whole team working on that. Where are they on Cuba? Where That's are they? a great point. That's a great point. And if there's anything we know is that our American intelligence community knows exactly what they would need to do to penetrate Cuba and yep. give them what they need, the support they need. And secondly, I mean, we really need President Biden to mount an international effort uh, that would call for free and fair elections for a peaceful Democrat, uh, Democratic transition. Uh, but again, you know, this is not the type this president is not the type of guy that I can envision being the strong guy to really push for change in Cuba. It took him four to five days to even say that communism is a failed ideology. And obviously he has his progressive friends on the left who are silent, who are blaming everything on the trade embargo uh, on Cuba. And so, you know, it's, it's a tough one. I got to tell you, Glenn, it's really tough to watch, but we'll see what happens. Mercedes Schlapp. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. And I just want to say that your speech at CPAC was the very best and everyone needs to go watch it you can go to conservative.org you've made me cry twice in the last two times that i've seen you you're an inspiration and american treasure and we thank you thank you for what you're doing every day that's kind of you thank you very much mercedes appreciate it
Take care. All right, today is the day. Time to make the switch to Patriot Mobile. You've waited long enough. It's time to start saving money on your mobile bill and be able to know that your part uh, to help America is being done by just standing up with people who believe and support the causes you support and believe in. It's time for Big Mobile to learn we mean business. It is time for the right to get out of the mobile phone uh, services that you're most likely with. Verizon, AT&T, all of these people. Right now, Patriot Mobile has two great offers to choose from. Either get 50% off your first two months or $100 off any phone. Both offers come with Premier Activation. Just go to Premier, uh, sorry, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck for all of the details. They make it really, really easy for you to switch. And you're going to save a lot of money. You'll pay less money for really great service. They have the biggest coverage in the country. Stick together and support the companies that speak the truth. These people are amazing at what they do. And I want to do it. I honestly want to do an hour just on some of the things that they are doing behind the scenes because they are doing such great work in helping us and standing up with us. That's what they do with some of their profits. They're not working against you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is the easiest decision you have to make today. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call them right now. 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, there is a new podcast that we released last night for uh, Blaze TV at noon Eastern. Uh, today we are just putting it up on YouTube. Don't know if it's going to last, uh, because it is, it is very controversial, not for you, not for any, you know, normal American that hasn't just, you know, taken the blue pill. Uh, the, um, the author, uh, um, of a, uh, of a book that says what we're doing, what trans active act activists are doing to our children in school is literally killing them. She said some amazing things to me. She said uh, about public schools, she said, it's over. There is no way to correct the public schools. They have to be closed. Now, this is a Wall Street Journal reporter who is not anti-trans, is not anything that everybody is saying, but she is so effective that they are doing everything they can to shut her down. Let's play a clip. I'm afraid that so many things are like um, uh, are like CRT, where you can stand up against it and you think you won, but you haven't. It's just morphed. Um, they will come out and tell you, and then they realize, oh crap, uh, not everybody likes this, and so then they'll they'll fight it for a while. Then they'll start to claim, which they are on CRT. That's not even taught. That's not even taught. It's nowhere. And as you say, it's in the curriculum. It's just not where you think it is. Right. So there may be no hope for the public school system. Let me just say that outright. I don't know that there's any hope there. Wait, um, wait, wait. That's a big yeah. statement. Wow. Right. But but we're I mean, just to be honest, it's so thoroughly infiltrated. You have teachers at behaving like activists across the country who have no interest in actually teaching. They, they believe their job is to remake your child. This is an amazing statement coming from her, uh, because that's exactly what Woodrow Wilson said. Remember, the job of a university or a school system is to make the son the most unlike their father as possible. 
You remember that? Um, she is she's remarkable. Her name is Abigail Schreier. Uh, she wrote the book Ir- Irreversible Damage. And um, it's very, very frank on what's going on in the medical community, in our school systems, in our society. There's um, big news about her this week, too. Yeah, she's trending today again. Yeah. Yesterday it, and today. What was it? This Some big uh, publishing organization. Yeah, publishing just, organization reviewed her book. Uh, just included and, it, right? Like and, in, in like a you can potentially order this book. Correct. And they said just just us mentioning it. I'm trying to remember what they said was a serious and violent incident. <laughs> just recommending the book a serious not even a recommending it. it was just it wasn't even recommending it right it was just basically saying it exists you could order it yeah the american booksellers association said sending her book to others <laughs> is a serious and violent incident we oh are God. at book burning yeah and this woman when you hear her and the research that she has done for years it is a serious, serious warning that every parent needs to hear. I've never heard this side of the argument before, and you must. Today's podcast, it's posted at noon Eastern today.